You are listening to the Right of the Month podcast with Mike, Gwen, and Alex from Outside the Box Associates. Every month, your hosts will have a real-world discussion about rights that many of us take for granted from a different perspective, the lens of disability advocacy. It may look a little different, but we live, we laugh, and we love just like everybody else, and we share the same rights as everybody else. Join us as we explore the practical aspects of these rights. It may just change your perspective. Hi, and welcome to the Outside the Box podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about what makes things accessible versus non-accessible. I'm Mike Rogers. I'm Alex Chesko. Quinn Squire. My name is Lee Hartley. Okay. So when I think about accessibility, I think about something that is easy and you can get to. Um, when, I, when I think about accessibility, I think it's something like an automatic door, something that you know you don't have to struggle with. I'll, I'll give a first example of of struggling. So one big one for me are, is trains, because mm-hmm. I think they need to work with trains and make them so they're a little bit wider door wise for people that use wheelchairs. Because when you try to get on a train, it's very easy to break part of your wheelchair because the the width of the door is not wide enough. Mm. I mean, I, I've been in situations where I'd have to, had to take the foot pedals off because, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to get on and another passenger was like, this is not acceptable because she was from London, London, mm-hmm. England. Mm-hmm. And she said, she said, there, this would not even be a question. This should be, it should, that it should be accessible, you know, in a country as, as affluent as ours. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think about that, Alex? I agree. I mean, we, I, we should always be working to improve accessibility, not only for people with disabilities, but also you know, people that are elderly or anything like that, because you never know when a disability could strike in any kind of form. So, it, you know, the world should become more accessible. Um, actually, I read a statistic a while ago that uh, stairs actually hurt more people every year rather than like sharks and things like that. So just by the virtue of the existence of stairs is a danger to humanity. Um, but also, um, you know, when I think of accessibility, I also think of um, uh, just things that are accessible for everybody, you know, regardless of ability. It's, you know, universal architecture is a huge thing for that. Um, you know, like you were saying, like doors that open automatically, uh, level services, things like that, you know, things that allow people the ability to access without having to do some complicated maneuver in any sort of way or uh, that involves weight of any kind. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Gwen, what what are your thoughts on on all this? Um, I agree with both of you. And I also think that um, we also have to remember that accessibility doesn't just mean for people who use wheelchairs. Like Alex said, it means people who use crutches, walkers, 
but also people who like are say are blind or deaf you know what i mean they need yeah. they need to be made accessible to them too like sometimes the doors just slam on people mm-hmm. but they don't stay open long enough and that needs to be taken into consideration too you know like for people to get through the darn doors you know exactly you know what i mean exactly and and there should also be more people that are sign language interpreters yes uh, for people there should be um there should be more braille for instance in restaurants braille yeah. menus for people um with sight difficulties or blind people um, right there there should be more sensory rooms and things like that for people with autism yes and, you know to accommodate all different kinds of disabilities the idea of universal you know universal architecture design yes. you know wh- why do we need stairs you know right that's a good point why do we need them <laughs> now what about you lee what are some of your thoughts when i think of accessibility i think of places at our level that wheels can roll over yeah again level level so you don't have to you know walk upstairs i know alex the other day you were talking about escalators mm-hmm. the fact that you have movings you have moving stairs yep you know so it, it's easier for people to go, walk up the stairs for because the stairs are moving it's like yeah. it's kind of ridiculous it's a combination of the worst two things both movement and and yeah. uh, and stairs it's it's the worst yeah. thing yeah exactly and you know even even placement of public things like bus stops and everything i have, I have a story about a bus stop uh, you know a yeah. few years back i was i was trying to get to a bus stop but mm-hmm. the bus stop was on a curb you know near a curb without a curb cut so i was going to i was going to um i was going to go through uh, the, you know the, the the cemetery a little bit to get to the curb cut but i had forgotten it had rained over the weekend so mm-hmm. as i was going through the grass i stopped and when i looked back i realized my chair dug a divot into the into the grass mm-hmm. and i couldn't move mm-hmm. and and the the funny thing about it i called the police in that area and they said oh well you have to give a street sir and i gave <laughs> the the cemetery and the main street it was on and they go no you have to give a specific like like inlet that you near and i go well i'm in the middle of some grass mm-hmm. i can't <laughs> give there's nothing i can give you and they then they said well there's nothing we can do oh, and i'm like what you you you're the cops and then yeah. it turns out that the groundkeepers of the cemetery either must have been called or saw me and they came and and um drug me out with this like little all terrain like um golf cart thing with chains on it mm-hmm. and and see and that was all because the surrounding area was not accessible there right. shouldn't have been a bus stop near a curb that you can't get to right yep. so i have an example for you mike sure 
the other day I went off, I was going outside um, and I actually went off the curb of my apartment buildings, you know, locked there. I mean, um, lock, you know what I'm trying to say, the lot, parking lot. Um, anyway, um, I'm a person who has some problems with depth perception. So I can't tell, I can't always tell the difference between whether there's a curb there or not, or if it's flat. But my point is, you know, why does it even need to be there? Why couldn't they just make the whole thing like accessible and flat? Hmm. No, they're not that, 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 that's true. That's true. Well, we're glad you're all right, Gwen. Because then again, that, that is a, you know, that, that's a hazard. You fell over <laughs> in your wheelchair because we don't, we don't look at things the way that we should. Right. Lee, do you have anything that you want to say, any, any examples or anything that you wanted to add to this? Yes. I recall one time I drove over the lift with the NFT email bus lift. Oh, wow. Did you get stuck or did you fall? I tipped my whole chair on its side. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, public transportation kind of needs to take a look at that because that's happened to other people as well as, as well as actually, you know, tipping off the lift when it's up in the air and different things like that. So I think universally designing things that are not treacherous. Now, Alex, you use crutches. Mm -hmm. Can you can you um, talk about you as a as a crutcher as we we comedically um, you know call <laughs> each other? Because I also use crutches. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's interesting because there's a lot of variables when walking with crutches that a lot of people with other adaptive equipment may not have to think about. Uh, one of them is like. Uh, you know, any kind of dirt, any kind of grime, any kind of mud, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, people might have trouble with those, but especially for people on crutches, um, they're a bit more unstable rather than other other adaptive equipment like wheelchairs and, and walkers and things like that because they're more stable. Uh, crutches are less stable, big, you know, because you only have one point of contact uh, with the ground. Um, so, um you know, when when you're walking with crutches, one of the big things that you're you're dealing with is balance, um, like anything else. But uh, when you're using your crutches and you place a crutch on a slippery surface, it's going to slide. And depending on how slippery the substance is, determines whether you uh, slip a little bit or slip a lot, and then and end up falling. So things like water, things like mud, things like ice. Uh, you know, those are always a big struggle, uh, not only for the able-bodied community, but for people on crutches as well, um, simply because, again, there's only that one point of contact aside from your feet, which in my situation is not, are not so stable sometimes. Um, what was I going to say? Um, but the other thing that people don't think about, and this is something I was thinking about recently, because I was out at the bar, Bars are one of the worst places for people with disabilities in a sense because, especially those people on crutches, because the floor, uh, people spill their drinks when they're drunk. You know, they get all yes. and they spill their drinks. Um, the problem with that is that, you know, uh, when 
when people spill their drinks, two things happen. Number one, the floor gets sticky and the floor gets slippery as well. And depending on where you're standing determines whether you're in a sticky spot or a slippery spot. And sometimes they're so close together that you it's really hard to keep standing because you're either sliding one way or sticking another and it's just like, oh. So that's, that's a huge thing. Um, another one that a lot of people don't think about is uh, wax floors. You know, when floors are waxed, they're really, really, really slippery. Um, you know, and p- people know this, but it's especially difficult for people uh, using adaptive equipment because that waxy floor is like ice for for, for those of us that use adaptive equipment. Yeah, I so. remember. I remember growing up, my my grandmother would hand hand wax and wash the floors. And and they were linoleum floors, which are shiny anyway. And she wouldn't tell me that she's done doing this. And then I would be going walking my crutches, and then I'd be ice skating across the thing. And half of the time I'd fall, and I'd be like, "Well, you could have told me that right. this was still wet or waxed or whatever." And then another difficulty for me with crutches is is asphalt because when it's wet, it's slippery. A lot of people don't realize that. Where, where, when, if concrete is just wet, it's not always slippery, but asphalt is. So I used to always have trouble with that. That and th- and like bathroom rugs because they slip all over. So yep. those yep. things. Lee, you have something to say, and then we'll go to Gwen. Would speed bumps help? Would speed bumps help? Would speed bumps help? Um, <laughs> no, I, I think with speed bumps, we would just injure uh, more people because uh, they're just stuff sticking out. Yeah, but 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 but, the, but we but we appreciate the thought there, Lee. Well, we, uh, we, I, uh, we always love Lee's comedic <laughs> sense there. I, I feel, <laughs> I, I, I feel like uh, floors of sandpaper would actually be better. Yes, floors with sandpaper or or like grit or a yeah. floor, yeah, something yep. like that. Yeah, I agree. Now, when what what do you think would make life easier for you and other people as far as design goes? Well, what in your life would did you just say, man? I wish that was just designed a little different. Truthfully, bathrooms, bathrooms, um, like the slipperiness of it. Um, I remember in my old house, my parents' house, they actually got me a no-slip floor kind of tile thing. Um, I just wish people would think about, like you said, Mike, about like when the floor is wet for people to walk on or even to take your wheelchair on because wheelchairs can get, you know, go sliding too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I think... People need to really think about universal design, which means everything's designed so that everybody can use it. Yeah. Yes. Oftentimes people say, well, then, then if you do that, then it's, uh, people aren't going to like it because it's going to be ugly. But right. if, if, exactly. you, if you really look into it, it doesn't have to be ugly. Also, right. some, something a lot of people tend to do, which I find rather interesting, is they tend to put rubber down as a way to right. get things to be more um, adhesive, I guess is the word. 
Um, but the problem with that is when rubber gets wet, it gets really, really slippery. Yeah, I mean, right. think about that. Yes, exactly. Oh, they yep. don't. They, it's not porous, so it just collects the the moisture or the water. Yeah, exactly. And then, yep. then, they're, then they're like, "Oh, why did that happen?" Well, yeah. well gee. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this is another one you might relate to, Mike. Have you have you ever had a problem with storm drains? Yeah. Yeah. As far as walking over them? Yes. Yes. Because yep. they move and they, they're like rock back and forth. Yeah. Not, not only that, but I you know, I've walked over them before and my crutch has gone through the the, the grate. Yep. Yes, if it's big enough, your crutch can go. That's yep. why I always tried to like go around them. Yeah, you learn after a while, but it's something people don't think about, you know. Yeah, no. Yep. See, there's um, a lot of things that you could, that in the world you, that can be changed. Yes. But, but, but because of ableism, people don't think about it because it, right. it doesn't affect them. Yeah. Another quick one that I'm thinking now that I'm thinking about it: um, fresh paint on cement after they yes. they painted the lines. If, yep. if yes. They're the slipperiest things. I don't know why, but they're the slipperiest things in the world. And I don't get it. It's yeah, like, me too. It's paint. How can I, Well, I bet you it's got some sort of silicone in it. I assume, yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's probably it's really slippery. I don't know. Slippery. Yeah. Yep. Now, Lee, do you have anything else do you wanted to say? Yes. I have heard of a blind architect who makes floors with different textures. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. A blind architect who makes floors with different textures. Interesting. That is interesting. Now, see, that is innovation. That is universal design. I, I would consider it universal design because it, it helps people know when the floor changes. So, yep, yep. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, there, there are many innovations that, that people have made over the years, you know, to altering <laughs> wheelchairs, uh, you know, to glasses that attach to an app that, that another person's on the end that can tell you what's in your cupboard or what's in front of you, you know, if you, if you have the camera on and different things like that. Um, but you know, society has to start realizing that we're here too, no. and, that, right. and that and that things need to be made where they can be good looking and accessible at the same time. Yep. Right. Now, Alex, do you have an example? Like, you gave examples of certain situations, but do you have any, like? A straightforward example of a situation you were in ever uh, of of what of having a trouble with accessibility oh yeah yeah i mean honestly getting in and out of cars often is the one of the worst things i mean you know not everybody with a disability has an accessible car that you know mm -hmm. adheres to their you know uh, physical ability as far as like getting in and out because if you think about it, the shape of a passenger side door is yep. not feasible as far as getting in and out because you literally have to lift your legs. You have to, you know, conform to a certain um, 
shape in order to get into the car, all these things. And not everybody with a disability can just afford, you know, one of those wheelchair lift thingies that, you know, yep. kind of scoops you up from outside and puts you in the car. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, I think things need to be designed so that, that people of all, all differences can use them. Exactly. Yeah. And they're extremely expensive, these things are. They need sure to come to price as well. All yeah. of this stuff. Now, with that said, I will say, I mean, I use Lyft quite a bit to go get around the, the community and stuff. And that that's great. However, you know, a lot of things people don't realize is like, if you have a car that's rather narrow, it's harder to get in because that's less space I have to work with in order to move about in order to yeah. get in the car. And yeah. a lot of people yeah. don't think about that because most able-bodied people just kind of adapt to their situation. Whereas a lot of people with disabilities work under certain schemas that they, they're they used to in order to function. Whereas we don't have that kind of schema to, be right. to move in that way. Yeah. yeah, like we can't make our legs go a certain way, but they yeah. can. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, I mean, we're, we're seeing that with planes. Now there's legislation proposed to make planes accessible for people in wheelchairs where they can come right on in their wheelchair and, you know, use it as a seat, which I yeah. think is awesome. Me too. Because awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I hate those stupid little chairs they put you in to pull you down the aisle. Those aisle well, seats are what you call it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to be going on one, going on a plane tomorrow, so I'm going to see how it is. Oh, have fun. <laughs> Good luck with that. You'll be fine. Now, Mike, if you don't mind me asking, when you do that, when you get on a plane, are you do you just sit in your chair and park it while it, while they fly, or do you actually get in a chair in one of those seats? No, no, you have. They have to stow your chair away. Okay. And then, and then you get you have to get in one of the regular seats. Got you. Okay. And then well, you gotta think that something's broke on your chair when they give it back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people have had stuff broken on their chair because they're stowing it away in the luggage compartment, basically. Yep. Um. But you know, I I think that that people really need to really start thinking about you know about the the disability community and the way things are designed because like in New York state, there still isn't not accessible over and left for people that use wheelchair. People say that to me all the time, oh, just use an Uber or a Lyft. I'm like, well, they're, they're not accessible yet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think, I don't think I've come across an accessible car yet that that's for Lyft or Uber that is accessible. I mean, they're yeah. all just able-bodied car situations. Well, I, I know in some states they do have them, that they 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 broker that deal or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I know it's, it's, it has not happened here yet yeah. in New York State. Um, but, but Alex, we wanted to, we're nearing the end now, so we wanted to promote an event, you know, in the spirit of inclusion, mm -hmm. that's kind of what Outside the Box is all about. Yep. Do you want to tell our listeners what, what that event is all about? Absolutely. So we have an event coming up on the 23rd of September, which is a Saturday from 10 to noon. 
It's uh, Muddy, Muddy Wheels Accessible Outdoors. It's at Rhinestone Woods Nature Preserve, which is at uh, 93 Honorine Drive, Depew, New York. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, Leave No Trace uh, and discussing some survival, quote unquote, for the outdoors uh, and things like that. And we're, we're just going to be hiking together on their, on their paths and on the trails. The reason why I'm bringing this up now is because uh, much of the trail is very, very accessible. Um, there's not a lot of issues. And if it's muddy, they just warn you not to go certain ways and things like that. So even if it is muddy, it's still accessible because there's multiple trails, multiple routes. It's really, really great. They have one, they have one scooter that people can use for right now to get around the trails. I used it myself. I went, what, last week or the week before um, and used it because I wanted to try it out. It did wonderfully. It's a really wide scooter um, that has a really good battery. It's really, really functional. It was a lot of fun. Um, and Jim and I had a blast. It was great. Um, yeah, it was a really good time. And uh, so really come, come on out and, and you know enjoy the outdoors with us because we definitely believe that People with disabilities, as much as the uh, we people with disabilities can enjoy the outdoors as much as the able-bodied community, um, you know, and and we want to show that. So, be a part of the community. If you aren't allowed to discriminate against one, you can be allowed to discriminate against us all. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hundred percent agree. So that's the event that's going on. Uh, please join us for that. If you're interested, please uh, RSVP to ostbassociates at gmail.com. Again, that's ostbassociates, A-S-S-O-I-A-T-E-S at gmail.com. Uh, or go to our website at ostbwny.com. So check us out. Uh, and with that, um, does anybody have any final thoughts? No, just to thank everybody for listening. We really awesome. appreciate it. Awesome. awesome. You guys have a great, a wonderful evening. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Right of the Month podcast with Mike, Alex, and Gwen from Outside the Box Associates. The Right of the Month podcast airs every Thursday and Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern here on HeartAbility Radio. Listen on Live 365 or www.heartabilityradio.com. We'll see you next time.